This week's guest is Richard Fergola. He's not only an accomplished barbecue cook, he owns his own line of rubs. He is the owner of the Kansas City Grilling Store, and he sits on the KCBS Board of Directors, and we touch on all of this. So, listen up. Welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast, world headquarters, Wellston, Oklahoma. The Butcher Turn Pitmaster, your host, David Bosca. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Butcher Barbecue Podcast. We have a real good friend and a pit master, a store owner, a brand owner, a KCBS, which is the Kansas City Barbecue Store Board of Directors uh, member. Everybody, I'd like to welcome Richard Fergola. Richard, say hello. Hello. What's up, everybody? Hey, Richard. Um, got a good, good little stuff I want to talk with you about, quiz, question, but I want everyone to get to know you a little bit. Most of my podcasts, I do this at the very end, but I want them to get to know you and see what kind of a guy you are. So we're going to start out with a podcast truth serum. You know, I've got a lot of injection needles laying around, so I've injected <laughs> you with a podcast truth serum. So now, now come some questions. Outside right of barbecue, yeah. Outside of barbecue, what's your favorite food? Uh, I'd have to say tacos, man. Tacos. Okay. How far will you travel to eat a taco? How far will you go to get one that you really like? Um, well, I've been known to, uh, I've been known to fly to Arizona to go eat tacos. <laughs> but I, one of my, one of my favorite tacos is actually in Des Moines, Iowa. And, uh, any chance I am, I am going through Iowa to go to a barbecue contest. I always stop at this place called tasty tacos and all of my buddies up in that area, like Darren Worth and and uh, all the guys up in, in that area know what I'm talking about. Tasty Tacos is the bomb, and I will drive three hours to have that taco. Wow. Okay, everybody, just to let you know, he's coming from <laughs> Kansas City area. So that gives you an idea. Yeah. 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 All right. Are you a pickup or a car person? Pickup, man. Pickup. Two-wheel drive? Four-wheel drive? I've got a Chevy Silverado 3500 Dually. That's where I was going next. Chevy, Dodge, yeah, there you go. All right, all right. All right, all that going on, what was the last movie you seen in a movie house? Uh, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, okay, pretty recent, pretty recent, yeah. Yep. Well, all right. I'm going to see Star Wars tonight. <laughs> oh, very nice, yeah. You can make me jealous a little bit. <laughs> all right well let's just tell everybody real quick uh about richard and how he got into barbecue slash competition cooking let's start with that well i i was a uh I, I was a high school special education teacher for 21 years and um i was also a, a college and high school head wrestling coach for 17 years and in 2012 i retired from coaching and um and i was actually uh going from being a, te a classroom teacher to an administrator. And so my colleagues uh, all got me a KCBS certified uh, barbecue judging class um, entry. And so me and my, my former teammate, Jeremy, uh, went and took the KCBS judging class. And uh, we were like, we were just blown away. We were like, we didn't even know this existed. We didn't know that this, this whole competition barbecue thing was a, was a thing. And, uh, we were, we were hooked. And so we judged probably about four or five contests, uh, before we ever cooked one. And, and next thing you know, our team was formed. Uh, my last name is Fergola. And so my nickname has been Fergie ever since I was like 10 years old. And 
my youngest son, who's a freshman in high school now, uh, when he was six years old, there was an empty restaurant in our town where I live in Gardner, and uh, we just happened to be driving by there, by there one day, and he said, uh, he said, hey, Daddy, you should buy that place and call it Fergalicious Barbecue, and my wife and I looked at each other like, First of all, how the hell did he know what Fergalicious was? And uh, <laughs> the second thing, I, the, the second thing I said was, uh, "That's that's my team name." And uh, so Fergalicious was born in 2012, and uh, things just kind of skyrocketed from there. We we did a couple contests, and then we we uh, applied for the TV show Barbecue Pitmasters and got on. And uh, after that, as you know yourself from being on the show, everything changed. And uh, um 2015 came out with our first uh came out with our first rub uh we now have four rubs that are sold worldwide uh probably 300 and some stores in the united states and probably seven or eight different countries and uh, barbecue classes all around the world i just did two classes in the netherlands in october um and uh, about a year and a half ago i walked away from teaching after after 21 years and now i run our store here in olathe kc grilling company so i do barbecue uh, 24 seven. So I, I joined the ranks of butcher barbecue where I get to do it, do it for a living. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know whether to send a sympathy card or say congratulations, but I'm going to say congratulations. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, so that's where we're at. Um, and just do barbecue all the time. I mean, our last few years of competition, uh, in 2017, we, we ended up as the number nine team in the world. Uh, we were in the top 25 in all four categories. Um, I think we won six or seven GCs that year. Um, last year did 25 contests. This year did 30. Uh, I think this year we ended up number 19 in the world, number four in brisket. So uh, had, had no plans of chasing points this year, but kind of things started clicking again and, and uh, got on a run. And as you know, when you start kind of getting that groove, you just kind of keep going. So uh, uh, that's kind of where we ended up. And, and uh, that kind of brings you up to, to the present. Yeah. What kind of smokers do you cook on? Uh, I cook on a Myron Mixon gravity feed cooker. And uh, that's basically since we started as a competition team, I think the like the first couple contests we were cooking on a traditional offset. Um, and then we switched to a, a Rebel gravity feed. And then after that, we've cooked on a Myron Mixon uh, G33 ever since. So I think the last five seasons I've cooked on a, a, a Myron Mixon gravity feed and, and it's the only cooker I'll cook on. So. Okay. So you went to this class, you fell in love with the whole concept of, of not just the judging, but more of the, my gosh, I can compete in this. So have you cooked a lot around the house? How did you go from getting a free entry to a judging class to say, I'm going to form a team. H have you done a lot of this kind of stuff or, or at least in the backyard in the, in the cove of your, of your cul-de-sac or, or how, how do you think that I can do this? Well, I mean, I think first of all, I, I come from an Italian family, so there's a lot of cooking happening in my family my whole life. Um, I grew up about 45 minutes from Kansas city. So we were around barbecue, but we, you know, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't go out to eat a lot. Uh, and if we did, it was usually what my mom or dad wanted. But uh, um, and, and then, you know, I, yes, I loved I, I had a gas grill, probably like every other guy that started out. And I'd, I'd be cooking steaks and chicken breasts and chicken wings. And, you know, I always liked cooking in my backyard and doing that kind of thing. Um, but when I retired from coaching, you know, that competitiveness that I got from that, because um, I've always been a, a very big time competitor. I've, if I 
if I engaged in anything, I always wanted to be the best at what I at what I was doing. And so there was when I took that judging class, I was I was no longer coaching, so I didn't really have something that that I was I could compete at. And then when I found out about that, I was like, whoa, this is like really freaking cool. I see all these guys with all these big smokers and trailers and all these different seasonings and and all this stuff and i was immediately hooked it's kind of like first time you play golf and you and you're you're on the you're on the tee box and you hit a clean drive and you're like wow i cannot wait to get to the next hole and do that again so uh that's kind of how i kind of look at barbecue and and i've been hooked ever since even though you might not hit that drive for the next three years i understand but yeah um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you got into the cooking, um, how long was it from uh, not either months, years, or, or a number of contests before you felt confident in some of your recipes? Well, I mean that's a you know that's a, actually a great question, and I've actually never been asked that, which is surprising because um, that is one thing that I talk about when I do my competition classes because. One thing that I tr- – one of the biggest tips that I try to give to people is that this this is not something that happens overnight. Um, you can go take all the classes you want, but – and you can get uh, you can get butcher's recipes. You can get Fergalicious's recipes. You can get whoever, um, but you have to learn how to execute it. And I think that's the biggest piece that I – it took me a couple years to figure out. You know, in the beginning – you know, because all these seasonings are great, whether, you know, whoever's it is that you buy on the shelf, uh, all these things have great flavor profiles, but you have to learn how to cook the meat right. And it's like what I tell people in my comp classes, uh, competition barbecue is a tenderness game, and um, you have to be able to do that consistent, consistently every single weekend. And uh, I think it was once I started to figure that piece out that I didn't have to, I, I thought it was all about flavor. And so when I was trying to figure that part out, I was missing out on perfecting the, the cooking side of it. And, and I think once that piece kind of fell in is when I kind of started to, to get into a groove. And I think, you know, the first contest we ever cooked was 2012. I think it was probably around in 2015, we won our first grand championship ever. So that, that kind of gives you an idea that it took us about two or three years to kind of figure out our process and uh, what we needed to do to be consistent. And I think, I think that's another huge piece of advice is you just have to cook more. And uh, I know contests are expensive, and but if you're only cooking two or three contests a year, it's kind of hard to get into a, a routine and, and get that consistent uh, feel good with yourself on what you're doing that can consistently score and, and, and win GCs. And I think once we figured that out, that's when we kind of started to roll. So, Yeah, um, getting consistent is a big part, but I agree wholeheartedly. And um, the tenderness game, I smack on whenever someone says, I, I think the wording is you just got to get, um, consistent at your cooking. Well, the consistency is, is the tenderness, um, flavors. There is a thousand different flavors. That's going to win every single week. It's, it's, it's cooking it right. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. So who all goes and cooks with you? Um, well, when we, when we started our team, um, when we started our team in 2012, we actually had about eight people on our team and, um, you know, cause we kind of just started out as friends and, and wanted to cook all this, uh, do to go to these contests. And like anybody else, you're, you're, you know, you're drinking some beers, you're having a good time, you're enjoying the outdoors. Um, and then a lot of those friends had, had kids and, 
had to break away and and it eventually just came down to to Jeremy Williams and I and and it was us for for many years um and uh and then we kind of added a third member who's one, been one of my good friends for 30 years he's kind of our step-in guy and uh and then Jeremy left for delicious uh, a year ago and so over the past year uh you know my mom has been has been my sous chef and uh she's gone to a lot of competitions with me all over the country uh everybody on the barbecue circuit knows who she is now and they all call her mama ferg and um so over the last year and a half she's been my mainstay uh my my other teammate rick rick Jimenez, uh, when he can get away he'll go and help uh and if neither one of those are available i cook solo so i think that's an advantage when you've done when you've done 150 plus contests uh, you know your routine so well that you can show up, park your trailer, and, and just run your game, uh, run your plan because you've done it so many times. So, uh, but my mom is she's she's the uh, the second half of Fergalicious right now for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm. It's still a family no matter what's going on. If it's if friends right. and family, but family is is huge. I remember yeah. one, and, and you're gonna have to tell the story. I'm gonna I'm gonna pardon the pun. I'm gonna butcher it up. <laughs> But I, remember... I know what you're going to tell, too. <laughs> <laughs> tell the story. Go right ahead. Uh, are you talking about in Garnett, Kansas? The, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, I think that was probably three or four years ago, maybe. Yeah, probably uh, like right. 2016, was... maybe. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, yeah, about 2016. And we, you know, the the one thing that I've learned, promotion and marketing of this of this sport of barbecue, whether it's, just barbecue in general or Fergalicious or, or one of my sponsors or whatever. I, you know, I always, uh, that's one thing I feel like I do pretty well and, and I enjoy it. And I think that's probably why I do it well. Cause I enjoy doing it, but social media is a huge thing. And, and, uh, and I think a lot of times it, it's not just about doing like a recipe video or, or a how to video or whatever, but maybe just showing people how, you can have fun at a barbecue contest, even when you're as serious about it as you are, you are, or I am, or whatever. That we, when we go to these contests, we can still have a good time and still be very professional and, and very successful. And I think that that weekend, we, you know, it was kind of raining and we had some downtime and and uh, we just wanted to have a little bit of fun. And and so we we created some content videos. And uh, one of the teams that our store sponsors, uh, Lazy Butt Barbecue Crew, they're out of Emporia, Kansas, down there, and so they were right next to us, and then you were on the other side of them. And so we filmed a video with them on how to shig um, <laughs> because we thought, you know, the, the most people out there don't actually know what that means. And so so we did one with them first, and then we were like, oh, we got to do one with David. So um, actually the one we did with you was even more funny because uh, Jeremy, made the, Jeremy made that whole video when he was in the background and he had your pellets in his hand. And, yep. um but yeah, it was fun that you played along with that, and and uh, yeah, that was a long time ago, man. But uh, uh, just having fun with that, you know. We've and we're at a point now where we're getting ready to do some videos for 2020, and we've got our own video guy, uh, uh, Tariq. Um, he's done some stuff for Royal Oak Charcoal. He's done some stuff for Thermoworks. I think he's doing stuff for uh, Jealous Devil. Um, if you see him on Instagram, he's under Barbecue with uh, Reek Reek. But we're gonna make some cool stuff like that now. That's gonna be a little bit more professionally done and. Uh, we've got some great ideas for some content that uh, we think uh, our viewers will enjoy. So, well, if it's anything close to what it was there, at Garnett, man, it'll be good. It'll be good. And, <laughs> and the concept of his little promotional video he was doing was um, Richard had me uh, distracted on one side, and Jeremy was in the back stealing <laughs> my pellets out of my smoker. 
Um, so, yes, yes. and if you know anything about competition cooking, you know, the smokers is the, the, is, is the don't touch nobody else's, um, that world. Right, right, yeah, right. I did. There he is on video snagging my, my wood. <laughs> yeah. And I think what I did is I came in and I asked you to show me how to trim ribs. I think, and then yeah, you, you can, uh, yeah. I and then you can see Jeremy that. in the background. You see Jeremy in the background and he gets the pellets and he's like all excited and he's like, we got, we got the secret ingredient. We got butcher's pellets. And, uh, and then once he has the pellets, like I, I think in the video, like I, all of a sudden I say to you, like, okay, uh, thanks David. We got to go though. And then he run, yeah. we both run out and you're like chasing us and stuff. But yeah, that was, that was, we were laughing for quite a while after that one. It was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, and, and that was so cool to even think and remember that because I don't want this to sound wrong, but it's almost lost, isn't it? Um, we've built yeah, our own so. walls in competition, and that's a sad thing. Maybe we need to get back to um, having fun like that again. It is to a point, but, I mean, come on. Let, let, let's get back to doing stuff like that. Well, I'll tell you, that's, you know, I get asked that kind of stuff all the time. Like uh, a, a year ago, I got asked, uh, Royal Oak Charcoal is one of my sponsors, and so a, a year ago they, they formed a council of pit masters from around the country. Uh, and that council was made up of me, uh, Leslie, uh, Leslie Rourke Scott from Umons, uh, Craig Verhage, the barbecue ninja, um, Heath Riles, uh, Malcolm Reed, um, Hank Vaden. And so, uh, the very first meeting we had in Atlanta last February, that was one of the things that they brought up and they're like, how can we, how can we make barbecue more interactive and more engaging to the public? And, the very first thing that I said was, I go, we're doing it right now with the National Barbecue League. And I know you're familiar with the National Barbecue yep. League. And, and I think that concept, uh, and I'll, I've said it a million times and I'll say it again, the way, especially the way we did it this year, I think is if we can get more events done that way, like what we did at the Big 12 and like what we did in Springfield where the 10 teams were all, we weren't in our trailers, we were all in 10 by 10s right next to each other. The public got to come right up and see you boxing your 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 competition chicken up or your you know they got to see the whole gamut right there watching you do it and I'll tell you, I had more fun doing those two events than I have at any competition because I love engaging with the people I love engaging with the public that's why I love running the store because I get to talk barbecue all day every day with people and educate them on smoking their turkey for Thanksgiving or getting ready for Christmas or whatever it is um and uh I just I love that piece, and we can have fun. We can film those things. We can share that with people on social media. And uh, you're exactly right, man. We gotta we gotta bring those walls those walls down and and get more people involved in barbecue. Yeah, don't get me wrong. We I love my own trailer. I love getting in out of the weather. Oh, getting yeah. in when it's 110 degrees outside. I love all that. But if we're going to grow this and keep the prosperity going with the shop owners and the product owners. There, there needs to be a way to make it um, spectator friendly more than walking around yeah. and just seeing the real pretty smokers. Um, I, and, and really, it may be the organizers. It, it, now, I, I've always said barbecue is like a, a, a wagon wheel. Everything is a spoke, and when one spoke's broke, the wheel falls apart. There's competitors. There's judges. There's the um, KCBS or the organizer and then KCBS. And if any one part of that isn't there or having fun or making money, then the rest of us go away. So if we have to 
spindle off of our spoke and go help our neighbor, I think that's where we need to go with it. Um, so that's a big, big, big part of it. There's a lot of things going on like that. But anyway, I want to get into that just a little bit later. But okay, from Fergalicious Competition Barbecue Team, you started perfecting and bottling uh, some spices. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, 2015, um, we created our first uh, rub called, uh, we called it the Fergalicious Love Rub, and uh, it was just uh, just like an original all-purpose rub, and uh, just like anybody else, like yourself or anybody else that started their own products, um, you know, we had to sell and, and push it ourselves, uh, so all the marketing, all the promotion, all the shipping, uh, all that stuff was handled by me myself, uh, right out of my house. And, okay. uh, that, yeah, I'm going to stop you there real quick before we get too deep into that. Tell us a little okay. bit of, of what you did to start your marketing. Um, where did you go to, to try to market it real quick? Let's, let's go with the marketing yeah. part. Yeah. So, I mean, so, you know, promotion and marketing was not new to me, but promoting and marketing a rub was, so I had to figure out who are my key stakeholders here? Who, who am I? Who am I trying to get this to? And uh, for those that know me, I I only my, I only know one speed. It's and it's pedal to the metal, and I look and I think big. And so I'm like, okay, here here's what here's what I'm gonna do. Um, I've got this rub. I I want to get it in as many stores as I can. And so I just started I just started contacting barbecue stores all around the world. Uh, I found out where they were in every state. Um, you know, and I could do that from social media. I could do that. Just, I could just Google barbecue supply store in Texas, barbecue supply stores in Kansas, blah, blah, blah. And I already knew who a bunch of them were. So I kind of started with the ones that I already knew and just started emailing them and calling them and saying, Hey, I just came out with my new product. Um, would love to get in your your store. And most of them would respond with, we'd love a sample bottle. So, um, this is what I'm, I'm actually teaching this to one of my buddies right now. Who's got his own rub coming out. And, you know, I had to eat the price on that. So, like, I just was sending bottles to stores all over the world, um, and I had to eat that knowing that hopefully they, once they tasted it that they, they'd buy it. So um, I was sending bottles all over the world, and uh, next thing you know, they're emailing me back saying, we'll take three cases, four cases, five cases, but, you know, whatever it may be. And, uh, and the rub just started going. It started going. And then, then we started. So you start, started with one rub? Start. You started with one, one rub. rub. I, okay. Started with one rub in a 6.2 ounce uh, bottle, and that's all it was. Um, and because uh, you know, running on a budget, and you know, I had to pay for that all out of my pocket. And Fergalicious wasn't super big yet, and and so we had to figure out how to afford it and and do all that kind of thing. And so um, once it started getting reorders and people liked it, um, we started we started that way. And then a year later, we came out with the second rub, our sweet rub. And by that point, we had moved into a, a second size bottle, a bigger bottle, because we had so many people asking for it. So a year later, now we've got two rubs in two size bottles. Um, at that point, the process became a little easier because all these stores all around the world already had our first one, so they naturally wanted the second one. Um, and then a year later, we came out with our third rub, and then it got even easier. And then just this last June, came out with the fourth rub, and and now it's in, you know, my rubs are in every Ace Hardware in America. They're in all the Bass Pro Shops. They're in, um, they're in barbecue stores all across the nation. They're they're in uh, overseas everywhere. Um, it's uh, it's just growing and growing and growing. And 
you know, I, a couple years ago, I had to give up the distribution because I couldn't handle anymore. So Old World Spices, who makes my rubs, they just handle all of that for me now. And uh, I don't have to – I mean, I still promote it, but uh, it's all ordered through them. They take care of all the shipping for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I get my royalties every month and, and it just makes it so much easier on me. So that's, um, that's where I was going and that's to, where you are. Yeah. That, that was going to be my yeah. next question right there was you knew that you were going to do this or you weren't going to do it at all. It was going to be full blown nitro methane, alcohol dragster running down the strip, or you were going to set it home and not produce it. So when you were looking for a rub producer, were you already analyzing what the production possibilities were, how large they could get, how small, size of batches? Was you already looking at that kind of a world, thinking, what if I need to ramp up? Can they ramp with me? Was you? Did you look at it that way? Yes, I did. I, I did. I did. If I'm being completely honest with you, I did kind of minimal research as far as who I was going to go with. Uh, because we have Old World Spices right here in Kansas City, and I already knew that they did a bunch of uh, of the rubs that are on the market today, a, a bunch of the uh, popular rubs, and and I looked at all their minimums, and we we set a meeting, and we we went and talked to them, and and uh, they're like they're like you can order uh, you can order as much as you want, but your minimum is this much, and uh, you know all the prices and this and this, and then we just pulled the trigger, and we did that first batch and just started pushing it and i was doing it all out of my basement and when it got to the point when i got to the point a few years ago i just said to, and jeremy was still part of the business i just said to jeremy i go dude i can't i can't keep up anymore i can't do this by myself and uh i you know it's not like i could go hire a staff or anything so um we just set another meeting with old world and they have at the old, old world they have a thing that they call the program and so there are a certain amount of rubs and sauces that are part of their program, which what that means is, is they, they handle all the distribution. They do all the promotion for you on their website. Um, and, and as of about a year ago, they handle, they'll do a bunch of, uh, social media content with you that, uh, they've come and filmed videos of me, uh, photos, all those kind of things. They work really great with me. Um, and when it started amping up and the cool thing about them is, uh, I have, I have constant access to their lab. So like, um, like just recently I got into a creative mode again and I, and I want to come out with a fifth rub. And, um, so when I, when I decide what that flavor profile is, um, all I have to do is just, is just email my contact there and say, Hey, I'm, I, I want to do this rub. They'll send it to their lab. Their lab will make it for me and send it to me in a one pound bag. And then I can taste it. I can cook with it. I, you know, I can beta test it, do all that kind of thing and then make revisions from there. Cause like, my first rub that I came out with, I, I, I had 10 revisions on that rub before I got it to where it is now. Uh, my second rub, I think I had eight. Uh, my third one, I think we only did five. And then my current one, my SPG, I think I did about eight or nine revisions. So um, it's a, it can be a lengthy process because I don't want to just do it to do it. I want to make sure the product I'm putting out is not only very good, but I also like to be unique and different because there's so many rubs out there. That's that's kind of what I, I really liked when you came out with your wild seasoning. It's something different. Nobody else has really done it and it, it attracts attention. And, um, you know, we have people that come in here in our store, just as an example, that ask about those all the time because they're completely different. So, yeah. um, that's, you know, there's so many freaking rubs out there. You gotta, you gotta have something that's going to stand out. And, uh, if it stands out and it tastes really good, it's going to sell. So, 
Well, good. Thanks. I, that was some great insights, folks. If you listen in and on this conversation, which I hope you are by this point, 28 minutes into it, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> his way of thinking is not uncommon, but it's proactive thinking. So that's great. You, you got the rubs going, you're cooking, you're, you're a dad, you're, you're a husband, you've got everything going. And i I don't know if I should say there again, congrats, or I'm sorry. You decide to step off huge. You made a giant announcement online with it. it I love the way you went around um, pre-announcing, hey, folks, listen up. Got something coming on. Got something coming on. And then you dropped the bombshell in Kansas City. Tell us what you did. Well, um, when I first started competition barbecue in 2012, um, I, I, I knew immediately that I couldn't do it all out of my own pocket. And so I immediately started to look for people that could help sponsor our team. And one of the very, actually the first people that stepped up to, to sponsor us and really, literally they sponsored us with like $200. I think they gave us $200 to help us uh, pay for an entry fee or meet or whatever. And it was our ACE hardware in Gardner, Kansas called trails West ACE and um, Rex who runs that store. Um, he's, he's like, yeah, we'd love to help you out. And, um, uh, I didn't know that at the time. Uh, obviously, I know that now, but the, the gentleman that owns that store, um, his name is Gavin. And Gavin owns, uh, he also owns our store here, Casey Grilling Company. And this actually used to be an Ace Hardware. Um, but throughout the years, they, they stuck with me. They would give me product if I needed it from the store. They carried all my rubs. I would, I would consult with them on their hardware store about uh, making their barbecue department look a little bigger and better and getting new products in there. Um, they had originally carried Traeger grills and, and I turned them on to green mountain when I became an ambassador for green mountain. So we just had this ongoing relationship. And, um, and, and one, you know, one day I just said, Hey, let's, uh, I feel like doing a pop-up, you know, a, a lot of pit mashers will, will do these uh, pop-ups where they, they'll put a menu out one day and, and, uh, sell their food and not, not, not like a vending thing, but like a pop-up restaurant for the day. And so I'd brought that up and, um, our owner, Gavin, uh, and, uh, and I, uh, we met here at where Casey Grilling Company is now when it was the Ace, and he he had pitched. He said, well, I heard you wanted to do a pop-up. He goes, but here, how about we do this? He goes, what do you think about we make this Ace Hardware into a Fergalicious barbecue restaurant and a barbecue store all in one? And I was like – I was kind of blown away because I wasn't expecting that, that offer. And um, Jeremy was with me too, and we were just like, whoa, and – Jeremy and I went home. We had a catering later that night, and we were talking about it. And and Jeremy just said, he goes, you know what, dude? He goes, they just need to take that whole 3,000 square feet, make it into a barbecue supply store, and they need to bring you in to be the, the face and the front man for the place. And I looked at Jeremy, and I go, I said, I didn't even think of that. And so we came back. We met with him the next day, and uh, we pitched that idea to him, and uh, they, he was in, I mean, he was ready to go oh, that's uh, jump in both feet. And, uh, so you got a 3000 square foot, uh, store here and we've got it jam packed, uh, to the gills, um, uh, with product and it's grown a lot over, you know, this may will be two years that, uh, we've, we've been open. I can't, can't believe it's gone that fast. I but, was going to say, is, um, is that right? Wow. Yep. Th- yep. This may, this may 30th, it'll be two years. Um, and uh, yeah, just made a big announcement, and uh, I, I walked away from teaching after 21 years to do barbecue full time, and um, it's been it, it's been fantastic. It's a lot of hard work, um, 
you know, obviously my hours and, and what I do is different now. Um, it, it, it worked really well with me competing because, you know, when I'm competing, I'm still promoting the store. And, uh, you know, people know that I am the face of Casey, Casey Grilling Company, and they put those two together. And we have a full website with an online store. We ship stuff all over the country. We have a full teaching kitchen here. But now I have a permanent place that I can teach my barbecue classes right here in our store. Um, and uh, we're, we're, we just met this last week, and we're getting ready for 2020, doing some some bigger and better things. So um, it's it's been fantastic. I'm, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to do it and uh, um, couldn't be having more fun with it right now. Okay. You have a gentleman that comes up. He says, hey, I've got the location. Did he – and he moved his Ace Hardware he had – and there was this empty building. Is that right? Well, here's here's the way this place is set up. So the the, the we're in a strip mall, and uh, the Ace was actually in two in two of the buildings. So there was so okay. the one we're in right now is where they had like all the hardware, and then if you walk right up the sidewalk, is is the other one, and that's where they had like all the lawn and garden stuff. So they had the Ace store split into two two of the buildings, right? Okay. So okay. he owns he he owns this whole strip mall area that we're in. Um, and so what they did is they just took ever all the hardware out of the, 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 one, the one we're in and moved it up to that one and put it all in one. So the ACE was up there, and then we just made this all KC Grilling Company um, full barbecue, 3,000 square feet. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so he condensed. You, you, you moved in. Okay. Opportunity knocked. You took it. You ran with it. Did you stop at any point and think or research or look at or anything and go, is this the right spot? I know he already had traffic flow coming for hardware, and it sounds like the strip mall was was busy. But was there any train of thought of going, man, is this the right area for a barbecue store? What's the average cost of living around here or, or, or income? Um, did you Did you stop and do any of that, or was it just – man, this is pre-made, perfect, molded. I can't believe this has fell on my lap. What was you thinking? Uh, yeah, we, we actually had those conversations. Um, and uh, not, not just uh, with the owner, but, or, you know, Jeremy and I did, we, we talked about it. Um, and I think going into it, um, me knowing what, so me knowing what I could do, the, the, uh, the skills that I brought to the table from a promotion and marketing standpoint. And uh, the biggest thing was, is that we, we, we had a recognizable brand in Fergalicious to, to kick this place off. So that the connection to the barbecue world and the connection to the barbecue industry was already, was instantaneous with Fergalicious. So, um, you know, using all of the thousands and thousands and thousands of followers that we had on social media for Fergalicious all of those people are instantly connected to Casey Grilling Company once we made the announcement. So um, when all those people saw that, they put those two together and they're like, oh, you know, we've got to check this place out online. Or if we live locally, we got to come in and check it out. And before we knew it, though, you know, the American Royal was only like four months after we opened. Um, people that were coming over here from other countries were walking in our doors and are like, oh, we, we saw you on social media. And because they knew Fergalicious and so they made those connections. So I think that was a huge help was was having a, a well-known, recognizable brand. It wouldn't be any different if it was Butcher. Like everybody knows who Butcher Barbecue is. And if you were to open up a store in an, in an area that like Kansas City that is well-known for barbecue, people would make that connection because the Butcher brand is well-known. And so 
I think that we had that. If we wouldn't have had that, I think it could have been a little harder. But we are in a good location, Olathe. Um, there's a lot of rooftops here, um, um, you know, financially and socioeconomically. That the area is, you know, Overland Park, Olathe. It, we're right in the middle of all that, and we hear it every day when our customers come in. People that are still coming in that haven't been here before are like, we're so glad you're here, or we're so glad we found you. This is closer. We love this. We love your staff. Um, and I think that's the other key thing that we that we have in spades is uh, everybody that works for me here is a is a professional pitmaster. They know what they're talking about. So it doesn't matter who comes in the store or who's working the store. When you when you come in, you're going to get professional advice. Yeah. Okay. Stores built. Took some time. Got it stocked. You in. You got it laid out. You turnkey. You're open. What what did Kansas City Grilling Store do at that moment? to welcome themselves into the, 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 the barbecue world. Um, do you have a grand opening and what did you do for your grand opening? Yes, we did. We had a grand opening. It was an entire weekend. It was like the, uh, it was like May, it was like May 31st, June 1st, June 2nd. Um, we had smokers rolling. We were handing out free samples. We were doing, uh, we were handing out competition ribs, chicken wings. Um, we had, uh, our local sports radio here, um, uh, 810 radio, Stephen St. John, he does a lot of things for the chiefs and, and the Royals. And so we had him here on location. Um, we had all kinds of deals going on. Um, you know, we were filming content, we were giving away prizes. Uh, we, we promoted the heck out of it before we opened up. And, uh, there were a lot of people here when we first opened up. I mean, it was, uh, that weekend was crazy. Uh, I go back and look at pictures of our store from that weekend and our store looks completely different now from then. And, uh, um, you know, and then a year later we had a one year anniversary. We smoked a 250 pound hog, uh, had people here handing out samples of the hog. Uh, we, we, we try to do that kind of stuff all the time, not just to celebrate our opening. Um, but just about every Saturday we're, you know, we're cooking something, we're handing out samples, we're, we're letting people taste different products, see the products we cook on, you know, I think that's the thing about educate, educating people in barbecue is is kind of showing them how easy it really can be with this product or that product or or, or just just a, giving them a little encouragement, a little guidance. Um, you know, today we just today uh, we we did some uh, beef and pork sliders and uh, just did them on our Green Mountain Grill pellet grill with some seasonings. And you know, people immediately walk in, they smell it. And, hey, you here? You want to try one of these sliders or whatever? And then they're like, Oh, can I get that recipe? Uh, uh, I want to try that at home. That's pretty, that sounds pretty easy, you know? So just always engaging, always communicating, always building relationships. That's always been my, my motto, whether it was when I was a teacher, when I was a wrestling coach or in the world of barbecue, it's, this is all about building relationships. It's not about going in your trailer and shutting your door and injecting all your stuff and, and not talking to anybody. It's, it's about building relationships because at some point it's going to come back and, and you're going to do something together. You're going to collaborate on something like we're, you and I are proving that right now. Like we were on the same show, not together, but we've been on the yep. same show. We've competed against each other. And now here you and I are having a barbecue conversation about the, you know, the things we've done and how we've built up our brands. And, and uh, I think that is probably the one thing I love the most about the barbecue community is, is things like what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree whole, wholeheartedly, totally. It's crazy how actually we're thinking alike with a lot of this stuff. You did your grand opening. You do some wonderful classes. Um, 
uh, I don't know if you do a monthly, weekly, but I've seen some of the pictures. My gosh, you got, it looks like you got standing room only every single class. What, what type of products are you teaching in your classes? Um, well, we do, we do basically, we do two types of classes. I, I do my full competition class. Like a lot of other guys do. Um, we just had that last Saturday, we had 35 people here and it was standing room only. And, um, that was just me telling, telling everybody exactly what I do at a KCBS comp. Um, and then my favorite classes to teach though, are the backyard classes. Uh, there's way more backyard people out there than there are competition people. And, um, the backyard people are the, are the, the ones that are super important that we want to get involved. Uh, and from, from a KCBS board members point of view, like I want to get them involved. Maybe, maybe they become a judge. Maybe they become a table captain. Maybe they somehow get involved with competition barbecue in some way or another. And, um, you know, they don't have to cook competitions. They can keep cooking at home, but the backyard classes I love, like I've got one coming up in at the end of January, it's a Super Bowl appetizers class. Um, in February, right around Valentine's day, I do a couple's class. Um, and then in March, I'm going to do a backyard class. So I've taught everything, man, from, from uh, bone in lamb to, uh, uh, pork tenderloin, street tacos, brisket, pork ribs, uh, appetizers, uh, all, all kinds of things. Um, on all different types of grills, you know, I love teaching people how to run their pellet grill, how to cook on a drum, how to cook on a gravity, how to cook on an offset, how to run a PK, how to cook a, a tomahawk steak on a PK, how to reverse sear, how to, you know, all these different things because people are so intrigued by that. And I think television has really helped a lot with that because all of these shows that are on Food Network, people watch that and then they want to go home and do it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, and I guarantee you, you can relate to this wholeheartedly just like I can, but how many times I have people come into our shop here and they're like, I'll go to inter because I, I introduce myself to everybody that walks in the door and I'm like, you know, I'm rich and like, Oh yeah, I know who you are. I, I saw you on barbecue Pitmasters or I saw you on shop and on the food network. And, and they're like, you did this one thing. And, um, you know, I want, I want, can you tell me how to do this or whatever? And, and when I hear that, I'm like, I'm giddy like a little kid. Cause it, it means I get to teach somebody something. And that's, it's, uh, it's, it's humbling. That, I love doing that. It's very humbling. Yeah, it's very yeah. humbling. Yeah. Very humbling. Yeah. Yes. Very humbling. So, but yeah, that's what we do. Um, you know, we try to showcase different products. You know, we have a wall, a ginormous wall of, of rubs and sauces and injections and brines. And um, just using like butcher as example, I mean, if somebody's standing in front of the butcher rubs, there's a lot to choose from there. Um, and uh, or Cosmos or Meat Church or, you know, and, and how does that, how do we help that person narrow down what they're looking for? And uh, I think that that is an advantage of the staff that I have because the staff I have, we've cooked with probably every product that's on that wall 10 times over. And so if somebody comes in and says, Hey, I'm looking for a butcher product, you know, Oh, you have this wild cherry or this savory pecan is really good. Or have you tried these new wild seasonings? And, and then they, we have all the tasters and when they taste them or we tell them a story about something we've cooked with them, um, you know, they're always going to come back later and like, Hey, that, what you told me to do with that, that was, that was, that was fire, man. I'm, I, I thank you for that advice. And, um, that, 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 that is just the, the most fun that I have right now. And, you know, Emily Detweiler, our new CEO at, at KCBS, her and I, I'm so glad we got her on because her and I think a, a lot alike, and it's all about this education piece for barbecue. And there's going to be a lot of things coming out here, here in 2020 that involve more education for barbecue. And I'm going to be a big part of that. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to those kind of things. All right. Here comes a, okay. First off, you still doing food there. Cause that's kind of how it all started. You did a little pop-up at the ACE hardware. Are you still doing some food oh, stuff? 
Yes, 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 yeah. We uh, we do barbecue here every Thursday. We call it Thursday Q, and uh, people can actually pre-order on our website, and then they when they pick up their food, they pay. So it's all it's all pit to table. Um, so we just rotate each week. One week we do baby backs, the next week we do burn ins, and we just rotate it every week. Um, so people can come in and they want dinner on Thursday nights. Uh, they can come in and get it cooked, uh, cooked by me and, uh, it's, it's fresh. So we, we take it literally right off the pit that day and goes right home with them. So yeah, we do, we, okay. we still do that as well. I, I was curious if you carried that along with it. Next one yes. is we've had a great conversation. We've talked about a whole bunch of ups and, and, and all that. But if I was to ask this, um, what, what is going really well for for Robert, for Fergalicious, for Kansas City Grill and Store? What would you answer that if I could say what's going very well? It's easy to say what's wrong. I can do this. I can fix that. But what would you say is going really well? Man, I, I it's hard to pinpoint one thing, but I just I think we have momentum. I think I the thing agree. that's going that's really great. yeah. Yeah, I think I think what's going really well is that more and more and more people are finding out who we are um, and just getting more and more people to know who we are, what we can do, what we can offer them, because I think once they give us that chance, um, they 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 keep coming back. And I, I just I feel really good. <clears throat> I'm going to go back to that relationship piece, man, because I that's my foundation for everything is. I just think we've got a lot of solid relationships with people, and I think that's what has made our business successful. I think that's what's made Fergalicious successful, um, you know. And we just keep we keep making new friends every. You know, Casey Grilling Company has been a sponsor of the American Royal the last two years. Uh, we're already looking forward to doing that again next year and 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 continuing to partner with them. Um, and like I said, the education pieces, the things that we're going to be doing in 2020, I'm really excited about. Um, so I think if I have to say what's going really well, I'm just I'm just excited that I think I, I think uh, there's there's probably a lot of people in this world that maybe some things don't go right. And um, I think right now and I'm not saying everything is going right, but I feel really good about the direction that we're going and that we can just that we get the opportunity to continue to move forward. So that's I think uh, I think that's probably the best way I can answer that question, David. Man, Richard, that's a great answer. I, I appreciate you tugging a little at the heart there because you can you can hear the excitement you can hear the the let's be real the love of the sport the love of the of the nature of the cooking the love of of everything that you've put forth is 110 percent um you can just hear it in your voice man it just it rolls off your tongue because it's truthful you can just hear it i mean it's just coming through there's no doubt you got. I, the I appreciate that. You got the store. You got it going on. Um, I'm not going to say paying bills. That ain't none of my business. But you got the store. It's going <laughs> on. You decide and you you run for the uh, an office for the Kansas City Barbecue Society. You win. Um, and you've said a little bit in this. You're you're kind of taking a role of education um, with KCBS uh, being on the board. Let's 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 look at it in different ways. This way, I don't pinpoint you and say, "Hey, what can you say? Can't say." I, I just want your personal opinion from this. Okay, I, mm -hmm. I I feel that if we're looking at a retention rate for building the sport of barbecue, okay, what what kind of programs can we do? Are we going to be running? Um, 
let's say if we if KCBS could take the role of being a facilitator for shops. Um, hey, we've got these programs. They're free. There's pamphlets. Here's ways to educate your your team to educate um, the backyard folks. Um, and we all can take it into the world of if we can educate the backyard people, maybe eventually they'll get into the competition. That's where KCBS started. But let's be real. KCBS has morphed into something larger than competition. It is about teaching and educating barbecue, not just for competition, but for backyard. So if we can start maybe come up with a program to work with stores, here is a general guideline of how to do XYZ sponsored by KCBS then they might look in to see what KCBS is, but maybe KCBS can get some sponsors that's not in the barbecue world. Because let's be real, all of us are pounded with people wanting to get sponsorships. Maybe we can get a Nike, a Coca-Cola, a Phillips 66 involved, something like that, if we can show we got these programs going. What do you think of something like that? Um, well, without saying too much just because yep, you know yep. no, not no, everything has been not yeah not everything has been solidified but i i can tell you this everything that you just said is great absolutely great stuff and it is all stuff that has been discussed um so it's great minds think alike david um oh, it's uh I, I agree with everything you said um and i can tell you uh not only are the backyard people important but i think the use is important and I think that there are some things that we are working on when partnering with some people to start targeting um, our younger crowd um, and getting them involved in not, not necessarily just competition barbecue, but barbecue in general. Um, I'll do a little self-plug for our store. Uh, I've got two guys here that work here for us, uh, uh, Josh DeWitt uh, from ScoobyDBQ and then my former teammate, Jeremy Williams. These two guys came up with an idea to do a kids outdoor cooking class. And we've got, uh, we've got our fire station involved. Uh, we've got Prairie Fresh. Uh, we've got Weber. Um, we've got all these guys involved to do this class. And we, I think we had, I think we had like 25 seats available and it sold out in one day. And, um, I think it's one of the greatest ideas I've ever seen. I'm, I'm, upset that I didn't come up with it. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it's, it's things like that, uh, little things like that, getting, you know, kids, kids, kids queue is big uh, and, and hitting different demographics in barbecue. And you're exactly right. I, I love what you said about a Nike and, and things like that. And I'm telling you, I'm going to go back to Emily Detweiler again. Um, Emily is a very well-connected person. She's very intelligent, very smart. Um, and her and I have had all kinds of conversations about things like that. So, you know, without saying too much, um, I usually let Emily answer those kind of questions, but, you know, those kind of things are all being discussed. Those things are all being uh, thrown around in either board meetings or, or just, just us talking. Um, those are things that need to happen to help, uh, help with retention and bring more people in, involved in barbecue. Because uh, you're right, KCBS is a 20,000 member plus organization. It's big and it's worldwide. And I, I, I think and this is just Richard Fergola's personal opinion and everybody that I'm on the board with and everybody in barbecue knows that this is my, my mentality, but 
this is a, this is a thing that we all have to be, work together on. It's a, it's a bingo. Um, if we good job, buddy. if we want to if if we want to build barbecue, if we want to make it better for the people in the future, if we want it to to take it to new levels, we all have to understand that we're all in it together. That um, not everybody is going to have the world's greatest idea, and not everybody's idea is the greatest. Uh, and and that we're all human and, and people make mistakes and maybe don't have the greatest idea. And I think, I think that's one thing that we kind of have to zero in on right now is let's all, let's all be together. Let's think positively about things because when we, when, whenever negativity creeps in, it's like an infection. And when negativity creeps in, we're, we're not going to make progress. We're not going to be able to come up with these programs that you're talking about. When, when you're constantly uh, battling negativity, you can't, be positive and motivate and build. And I think that's, you know, that's always been my encouragement to everybody I'm around, our teams we sponsor, or just our membership in general when I'm at a barbecue contest. Because as you can imagine, when you become a board member and you're at a barbecue contest, everybody comes to your trailer and has ideas and questions. And that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with that because I love talking to people. But um, I'm just, I'm a, I, I try to be the most positive person I can, no matter what kind of thing I get hit with, whether it's something personal, whether it's barbecue related, uh, board related or whatever, how I, I, I don't think I, my train of thought is not to, not to downgrade it, but how can I fix it? And everybody's um, got their the solution here. Yeah. Everybody's got their yeah. opinion and it doesn't make it wrong, yeah. but if you don't listen to it, you won't know it. But if you listen to right. it six months, six years down the road, there might be a piece of that that fits into another puzzle and you go, Exactly. Oh my gosh, I wish we'd have thought about that there, but it works now. Now, to just exactly. to half a step back, you were saying every all of us have got to get involved. We're not asking for everybody to step up and be a Fergalicious team. We're not right, asking right. for you to run for the board, be the head of a committee, to jump out and go run do this in the middle of the day. But everybody has a piece in this pie if they like to live fire cook you got a piece and consider it kind of like a friday night potluck at the competition if you want to bring chips just bring chips to the table if you want to bring the main meal and fix up a, a jambalaya stew you jump in and bring that big dish so when someone asks for your your help we may not need you in another aspect but bring what you offer and that's all we can ask that's a great analogy. I love it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And remain positive. Remain positive because negativity, you know, never ne negativity doesn't do anything but but bring people down. And so, if we can all be positive and we can all be twenty thousand members strong, um, and we all and we're all working towards the same goal, um, I just think we can do dynamic things. And and Emily Detweiler is by far the the right person to direct our ship, and you know our board. We're just there to support her, you know. So uh, she's awesome. She's doing a fantastic job. She's gotten a crap ton of stuff done since she's been uh, been in the office, and uh, I'm just excited about what we can do in the future. Yeah, here's something that I'd love to have them not block out, but. We keep talking about kids' queue. Um, that's the future. That's it. It is and it isn't all in one world. We concentrate on kids' queues anywhere from what, eight, 10 years old up to around 16, 17. 
um, by that time they're they're in high school or they're going into little league and they're following mom and dad around. Um, let's be real. They, right. They 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 want to mimic what dad's doing or mom's doing. That that's their idols right now. Um, if it's not the little frozen girl or the or the uh, Chewbacca, but um, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we need to also look at programs that will help in high school itself. One of our local um, high schools here, real close to where I'm at, I went and spoke with their. It used to be when I was in school called Homac. Um, I'm not real mm-hmm. sure what it's called now, but the lady Facts. that say it's called Facts now. Okay, um, F A C S. That's that that does sound right. Yes, she teaches yeah. that, and she asked me to come up and do a little entrepreneurial um, speak to their class, and it was about a forty minute long. But what she has done made me think of what we might could possibly do in KCBS with there again, I talked about giving info to stores like what you just did. Uh, how do you run a backyard barbecue? How do you do a, 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 a parking lot cook-off? Well, why can't we also have material that is a credible that we can send to teachers? Because what, what Lisa did was she got it. It's, it's passed by the health department. They, they built a pizza oven. They cook pizzas at all their football games, all their basketball games. They serve it. The, the, the food, the concession stand is all part of that. And what they do is they get the money and it goes back into that fax program. I thought, and she says, we teach them how to make dough. They make the dough the week of each time they need it. They, she has them um, analyze the food costs for cheese. They, she breaks it down into the pizzas and that is a complete business program as to what she's running. And it is phenomenal. There's got to be a way we can, once these kids start getting into this age of thinking, well, I'm fixing to be out on my own here in a year or two, and I don't have any skill because tech schools are all are, are, are getting hard to come by. Um, I sure. think if we could find a way to get into the schools with that, or maybe into the tech schools where we can be teaching in the culinary part, the have a KCPS part of live fire grilling in with the culinary part versus just uh, let it be in French trained or whatever. I think all right, that right. needs to be looked at as far as programs. Well, I can tell you this. Um, I did the exact same thing at my last teaching job. Uh, I taught at Lake East High School in our our foods teacher had me come down and do that because she's a she loves watching the TV show Chop, and so she was like, "Oh, I need to have you come down and do a section on uh, entertaining people and barbecuing." So I did that, and as far as the pro- those programs go, it's already in the works. That David, is you're, awesome. We're you know, we've already been talking about it. Um, I've already been I've been contacted personally by some local high schools to come and do that, um, and Emily and I and some other people are already working on programs for that right now. Man, Richard. Good news. Didn't want to steal your thunder, but um, I was trying to throw ideas no, out there that, that I've come up with in the last five minutes just sitting here talking with you. you you've you inspired <laughs> me to think, and I was kind of thinking out loud when I was saying all that. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, uh, we're, we're developing that kind of thing as we speak. Well, that's great. Well, Richard, I, I think we're getting close to the end of this. Is there anything else that you'd like to bring up or talk about for the Kansas City Grilling Store or Fergalicious? Uh no, man. We just we covered a lot of stuff. I'm just uh, I'm just blessed to be able to do what I get to do, and uh, 
get to have the opportunity to sit down and, and talk with the legend, David Busca. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, and, and, and all joking aside, you know, uh, before I was ever on the TV show, Barbecue Pitmasters, I, you know, I watched the show like anybody else and, and got to see guys like you on there and Rod Gray. And, and, uh, I said to myself, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to get on that show. And, uh, and, and I did, did. and, uh, <laughs> it was a dream come true. I was still wet behind the ears when I, when I did the show, but, uh, um, you know, it was a great experience. And then I got to do another show and who knows, maybe I'll be doing another one soon. You never know. But, uh, um, you know, it's just, it's things like that, that, uh, that motivated me and, and got me to do what I'm doing now. And, and to think about where I started and where I am now, it's, it's pretty humbling experience and, uh, that I just get to do barbecue every day. And, and so I, I appreciate you asking me to be on your podcast and, and talk barbecue with you, buddy. Man, Richard, I appreciate you a whole lot. I know you're super busy at this time of the year. Actually, I think I took you, you said you're stocking shelves. That kind of gives you an idea yep. of what all he has going. <laughs> well, tell everybody real quick where they can stay up with you or, or, or follow you. Sure. Uh, uh, Fergalicious Barbecue is on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, we also have a website at fergaliciousbarbecue.com. So all my classes you can see on there. Uh, Casey Grilling Company. Same thing. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We also have a website at kcgrillingco.com. We have an online store there. Um, we will soon have a YouTube video uh, page where you can start to see all kinds of recipe video content and different things like that. Um, you can also see things from us through Royal Oak Charcoal or Green Mountain Grills or the National Barbecue League. Um, if you look through any of those types of, uh, of venues, you'll you'll be able to find things on either Casey Grilling Company or Fergalicious. We are in Olathe, Kansas at 159th and Merlin. So if you're ever in the Kansas City area, come by and see us. Man, I do appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Everybody, I'd like to say thanks for taking the time to listen to us once again. And be sure to subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to so you'll never miss an episode. Smash that subscribe button and be ready for Butcher's next podcast. <laughs>